0: Happiest Friday. Today's show is dedicated to the Chana Bat Shemuel. That today um, is her sal. And mm-hmm. Shilomo Ben Eliau, Zerubale Ben Gabriel, Mashiach, Tamar B'Mashiach, Tamarabat Mashiach, Yosef Ben Yora Yorabat Sarah Sarabat Moshe, Binyamin Ben Itzrak, Yudaben David, Yudaben David, Yunat Shimon Ben Mishael, Itzrak Ben Shilomo. Then for the four Asherim, Rachel, Bachanash, Shemuel ben Rachel, Esther, Bachanah, Dan ben Esther, and Yehuda ben Esther, and none of So we are learning about Haggadah. Yesterday, Pele uh, Yoetzu was talking about Shiurim. <laughs> oh, bah bah! The the power of going to Shiur and the Kaddish, which is said after S- the Shiur. So that cleans all your uh, avonot. cleans a person's avonot oh, if a person oh. was inspired by the Shi'ur to, oh. to, do, to, to, <laughs> to do teshuvah. But the Gemara says that that is the most powerful Kaddish, is the Kaddish which comes after a Shi'ur, which comes after the Haggadah. And this is also part of why the always do it. We say, And you say Kaddish after the Shi'ur. And he said, The the word Agada officially refers to the stories. And we're going to start again from this paragraph. It pulls on a person's heart When a person hears a story, you can relate to the story, and the person who is in the story, Wow, what a day. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Look at this table. (laughs) The table (laughs) is coming small. (laughs) Make it bigger (laughs) and (laughs) they come. Make it bigger and they come. And the words of haggadot, the words of stories, are usually have the highest capacity of being effective in inspiring uh, people to start to love and to fear Hashem. Say ulmad mehagadazot. Go and learn from what the haggadah that we spoke about you're saying, you're yesterday. Using the, same term the, the, haggadah, the haggadah. Yeah. Ratzak Kadosh Baruch Hu Lezakorer Yisrael LePikach Yerba LeEntorahu Mitzvot. That Hashem desired to give merit to the Jewish people So He gave us 613 avenues 613 mitzvot and opportunities to perfect uh, To perfect even one mitzvah that you could connect with So great Hashem did not limit us it's not you have one option, there's only one way that you can serve Hashem. There are 613 opportunities. 600, and if a person connects with one way over a different way, then a person goes through that, you perfect that one mitzvah, and a person has a chelet olam Vechen, call me leide agarata. And similarly, all the words of the Agadot, the stories, the legends of the of the Gemara, they can bring a person to learn discipline in life, to learn proper conduct, and how to fear Hashem. Because a person will uh, will really give his spirit to uh, to appreciating to them. Now says Pelewitz. there are many Agadot, there are many um, midrashim. Explanations, stories, that they're they're a little bit uh, puzzling. They could be they could be considered puzzling or strange at the surface level. That the uh, the rabbis would mention something. Sheqarodiu rabbeinu farashim shapshat mehem yufshat. Right. Uh, many of the Farashim say that this is the explanation of the of the Torah is according to this story that's in the agada, but. That's not, it's not necessarily trying to explain the simple meaning of the Torah, it's just uncovering another layer of meaning or trying to point out something which is written in the Torah and it's telling it to you through a story that Chachamim created and that the, the Rabbis designed. So, There's, There are hints, there are secrets that are contained within the Haggadah. There are secrets that are contained within the Midrashim. It's not trying to explain a historical reality of what it says in the Torah or a historical truth of what it said. It was a type of literature, the Haggadah type of literature, and the Midrashim that Chachamim wrote. And the stories that they wrote, they were not meant to be considered historically true. They were not meant for happen, people... They, they weren't meant for people to think that they actually happened. It's a type... Of commentary, which is set in the way of a story, which allows it to be more relatable to everybody, but it contains a gem in it. It contains a pearl in it, and contains a secret, some kind of lesson, or a, uh, or um, something to help you understand the Torah better. If you learn it at a wow. deeper level, at a more advanced level, you have to be a secret service. Services. So, so Milvachet zafun Torah So these Hagadot, the the Hagadot that are in the Gemara, the Midrashim, they contain secrets of the Torah in them. They, wow. they, it's a story which envelops and covers secrets of the of the Torah. So, but they're not meant to be taken literally. So so the Rambam, Maimonides very famously, he has a very famous essay at the in his parish on Sanhedrin where he says there's three types of people. He wrote this 800 years ago and it's still 100% true until today. He said there's three types of people who learn the Midrashim on the Torah and who learn the Haggadot. He said there's one group which is a very large group, a very big group, and those are the people who think that every single... Thing that it says. It it's m- re- must have happened. Yeah, it's, it's a re- historical <laughs> reality. And the Rambam says, unfortunately, there are many rabbis even in that category who don't know what they're talking about, who don't know what they're saying. Not Rabbi Jonathan. Not Rabbi Jonathan. Not Rabbi, <laughs> not Rabbi <Janatan>. <laughs> 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 Many of the speakers uh, who go out there and they think every single element, if it says uh, Rivka was three years old, it means that she was, she, it it was that she was three years old <laughs> and, my, my wife. and he said and the and Rambam their says it's a very bad thing it's a very bad thing that they publicize or they think or they tell people that these things historically happened because people look and they say well oh, the Torah is nonsense so oh, the Torah would be really <laughs> you, you, closed, you closed the door on the Gemara and the and everything yeah people look at what I'm, I'm going to go learn Gemara right now I'm going to go learn Mepharshim it says all this nonsense it, uh, you know there was when Yom when Yaakov went to, to sleep there were 12 stones and the 12 stones were arguing with each other and then they 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 combined into into one until, until but like, really? That's what they think happened? What, uh, the Chachamim, the rabbis, they weren't smart people they weren't wise, they were fools that that they're writing this and they things happened so he said that they caused people those who think that they were actually historical truths that they were trying to tell you something which historically happened he said they they instead of people uh... Instead of it happening, what it says in the Torah, that the Goyim and that all the other nations will look at us and they'll say, This nation is a wise and understanding nation and we should emulate the Jews. People will look at the Jews and they'll say, They're going to say, This nation is a foolish nation. They, they believe this, uh, this nonsense uh, that you could get away with telling it to children, but but any thinking person is not going to understand it. And then he says, The second group. And he said "It's the even worse group <coughs> <coughs> Is the group that that looks at And, and, and the group that left And the group that says this is nonsense The rabbis were fools, the rabbis don't know what oh, they make, are they so The first group they have the simple emunah oh, It says it, it must have happened uh, It's true The second group is no no They said, "Oh, and this is says It, it oh. must, it must be that the rabbis were fools. It must be Whoa. that the rabbis did not know what they're talking about." But he said, "They're the, the kofrim, the pikoresim. Uh, they, they didn't understand what it says, and they're making judgments uh, uh, about our rabbis and about our chachamim So He said, "They're even worse. They're kofrim. They're Epikorsim. And then he said, "The third group is a very small group. There are very few of them." Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe you'll find one here, one there. If you're lucky, you have to go look them out. You have to go search for them until you find a, find a rabbi who understands the Midrashim in this way or find someone who understands the Midrashim. It's amazing how it hasn't changed. That's yeah. the amazing part. That He says, and those are the ones who understand <laughs> that the agadot and the stories of the Gemara, the stories of the Midrashim were not historically true. They are meant to encode a deeper meaning. It's not saying something that physically happened, but it's using a story as a form of commentary on the Torah. And you have to understand what they were trying to make you understand about the Torah. What's the message from the Torah that they were trying to uncover and that they were trying to tell you? Uh, The same way nowadays you might say, uh, if you were to write a commentary like the later commentaries did, you'd say the Torah says this, I have a question Here's my question, and this is what my answer is to the question. You know, the Torah says it over here, and then if you read in Tehillim, David Melech writes this, which is which sheds light on what it says in the Torah, which is different from what it says in the Torah, but in Tehillim it says something else. Or in Yecheskel, it says something else from what's written in the Torah, and I have a question about that. So you post your question, this is what it says here, this is what it says here, and this is how I answer it, and this is what I think really happened. The Midrashim would never do that. The Midrashim just tell you a story and they expect you from reading the story to understand. to understand that oh there is a pasuk somewhere else which uh, and the and the, the story is meant to it's a formula it's a formula it was giving a it's, form. a, it's, it's a, a secret, literature. secret formula to listen and with all of it putting it in a story to make it relatable to your, to your average person so it's a very sophisticated form of literature seems like is it worth it to have the story because there's so much room for misinterpretation? A hundred percent because number one, it's relatable to your average person. and num- And number two, sometimes the messages are encoded in a way with a specific purpose. They only want certain people to be able to understand it. They only—they only only want the person who has also learned Tehillim and who has also—you know—they're going to understand that okay, there's something deeper here that they're trying to—they're trying to tell me. But teaching small children without the Agadot and Midrashim is impossible. Yes, it's also also very hard. hard. It's an extremely sophisticated form of (laughs) literature, which, which is amazing so it encodes so at the same it's time engages agents. children but at the, at the same time also encodes very deep truths about the Torah that your average person might not catch and might not see. But somebody who's looking at a more sophisticated way will. Now, just let's get the comments of Pele because we only have a, a 30 <laughs> seconds. So, And he says, and there is a warning from rabbis that be careful about the midrashim, which might cause people to raise their eyebrows. People who are not educated or those who did not learn the Torah, they're going to question it. So you know, if you have a Midrash that says that uh, Rufka was three years old, yeah, don't go teach that in public to, to people that might say, Oh, whoa, whoa, what, is this? what is this fun. foolishness? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Besides the fact that you're excluding that there are other Midrashim that say she was 12, yes, and other opinions that say she was 14, or this Midrash about the 12 stone. Don't just go teach it to people that are gonna, not going to understand it. If you take every agada literally, you know, there's an agada in the Gemara we were learning yesterday, in Brachot, It says that Hashem wears tefillin. The Gemara says that Hashem wears tefillin every single day. If you take that literally, if you take that, then a person is a kofer. You're not. You're, you're a heretic. If a person literally thinks that when the rabbis wrote Hashem wears tefillin, no, Hashem has a body and he has an arm and he has a head and he puts on tefillin every day and that's what it is. If a person really believes it's true, then he's a heretic. He's a heretic. He's a blasph. It's blasphemous. I, there's a deeper message that's that's involved in it when the Chathamim say these statements. So be careful who you say it to. When there's a beautiful Agadah, a beautiful story, much. tell it. Gentlemen, but if there's a story that might raise questions, don't say it to everybody. Okay, have a wonderful day. Happy Friday. Shabbat Shalom.